Today we had on Ken Pozek. He talks about building his team to 200 million in sales year to date, how he's built one of the best YouTube channels in real estate with 30,000 subscribers, how he's built an email subscriber list of 18,000 agents and clients, and how he's telling his team to deal with this market shift. Welcome to another episode of Overasked. Today we have on the very incredible special guest, Ken Pozek. Pozek. Ken Pozek. And uh, Ken, thanks so much for having us. I mean, it's a real honor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks for being here. I appreciate it. It means a lot. You guys are legends. <laughs> Ken, thanks, uh, thanks for being on. Um, we've wanted to have you on for a while. You've been crushing it. Um, I was telling Eric before this, like you're I feel like you're an OG YouTuber, like in the real estate space. So we're going to get into that, but you also just have an incredible business. Um, so we're really stoked to get into like some tactical things as well. Um, but for people who may not know you, can you kind of uh, let people know who who is Ken? Yeah, so I've been uh, been a real estate forever, but I moved here uh, to Orlando from Detroit in 2016 and just started started over. Um, got into YouTube about four years ago, and uh, now we've grown up a team. We've got 27 people on the team uh, between creative and operations and agents. And this year, we'll do about $230 million in volume. That works out to be about 425 sides. Jesus. What's your average price in Orlando? Uh, in Orlando, it's 400 our, our team, it's like 529 That's badass. So what, what made you make the move from 8 Mile to... Orlando. Nice. Have you seen Eight Mile? You've seen the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah just, I mean, you know, we were sick of the snow. There was really not much to do there. You know, it was like you're stuck inside for six, seven months out of the year. Real estate average sales price was pretty low in Detroit, as you can imagine. Um, this is my, <laughs> I actually sold my childhood home when a bank took it back from like the people who bought it for us uh, for $3,200. And at that <laughs> point, I was like, I feel like I shouldn't live here anymore. This, this seems terrible. So, uh, we had been, we'd vacationed to Orlando a ton and we looked at like Naples and West Palm, but just felt like a cool place to you know, raise the kids. And, uh, yeah, so just started over, figured out YouTube along the way. And it's been, uh, it's been really good for us. What's the commission on a 3,200 home, like five bucks. <laughs> Dude, so it's funny. The bank that was doing it, they they were they did a minimum commission of five grand, so they uh, lost a ton of money. That's good. Uh, that was great. That's insane. It's funny. Orlando seems like um, an odd choice for Florida. Like from other people I've spoken to, they always go like either Naples or something. So what Orlando was just more because the kids had had good like because it's very touristy. I guess is is it get like is it a little bit of a pain in the ass being there. Yeah, I think like closer to the theme parks, it can be a little bit of a, a nightmare. It's like just living there. Well, I mean, I just <laughs> like when I when I'm in Toronto, like I live about forty minutes out of the city. Yeah, when I go in, there's a bunch of fucking assholes with cameras, and you can't get where you want to go. I would imagine it's like tenfold in in Orlando. Yeah, it's similar that way. So there's certain ways that you don't want to go in and out of. Uh, we're big Disney fans and theme park theme park fans anyway, so we take advantage of it. But we live outside of the bubble, so um, it's believe it or not, there's like hospitality and tourism. That's obviously number one here. But beyond that, there's like a lot of like defense contractors, government contractors. There's a little bit of a tech hub popping up. So we're getting more and more diverse. And uh, yeah, you just you you pick and choose your battles on, on traffic and people and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, we chose Orlando just because away from the hurricanes, uh, you know, you look at what happened just over the past week to Florida, you know, the coast got decimated. So 
Uh, so our prediction there turned out to be true. Uh, but looking at the growth and that kind of thing, there's just always something to do in Orlando. So it just seemed like a, like a fun place to live more than anything. And then like look at the average realtor here sells like 0.5 houses a year, like almost nothing. So I just kind of felt like I could take advantage of that, like come with that Midwest hustle and just, you know, lean into a market that a lot of agents are complacent and that's worked out for us too. Speaking of that Midwest hustle, what did you do in Detroit when you first started your business? So now you're doing 230 million year to date, right? So like when you yeah. first got licensed in Detroit, what were your tactics then kind of versus now? Yeah, I was real old school, like Mike Ferry. It was expired prospecting, door knocking, open houses. Eventually I got into some farming. Um, and so we did about, so my last year there, we did 40 million and it was like 150 units. So that was 2016. So I gave up a, a business that at the time I was like, I finally hit a million in GCI. And I was like, you know, let's roll, but it just didn't seem like it would be for me forever. And, and so we took the risk. We tried to do like reverse expansion where I kept that team going while I moved. And, uh, and it just, you know, eventually the team was like, you're not here. It's a little too hard to keep both places going. And so I had to make a decision. You just go all in, in Florida. How did you that learn seemed... the or Orlando market when you first got there? Because you're kind of going in. I mean, I'm sure you visited there before, but <clears throat> you're kind of going in blind, right? Like you don't really, you don't have a team there. You don't have an established office necessarily. So what were your first moves when you got out there to pit, piggyback off of the success in Detroit? Yeah, a lot of it was, um, was, was when I got here, somebody introduced me to YouTube and I just grabbed my phone and started going to every builder model and doing like these shitty builder tours. And I got to know the market really well that way. So just getting to know the neighborhoods, getting to know the builder quality, like 35% of the houses that are sold in Orlando are new construction. So it's a really big market. Um, and so just getting to know that. And then I was previewing houses and still doing all the old school stuff at the same time. So I was still door knocking, holding other agents listings open and that sort of thing. And so we built up a business and then the social media side sort of took over to where I don't have to do that stuff quite much anymore, uh, thankfully. But um, yeah, that was the that was the transition period just to get to know the market. Yeah, it seems like a completely different market. Like in my mind, in Detroit, you're like rap battling in your listing <laughs> presentation. Just strictly through the lens then, of 8 Mile. And, <laughs> yeah, and then in Orlando, you got like Mickey ears and everyone's happy. And yeah. I love your little tag. Uh, if Walt Disney's uh, grandson was a realtor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's like... I like that. I know. I don't know if it's like a tag, but it says it on your Instagram. And I like that. Um, yeah. I think when I moved here, it was like, I knew a lot of realtors, but I didn't know anybody else that lived here other than Mickey, <laughs> you know? So I was like, how do I reposition myself with all of these realtors that I know? Um, as like, I'm in Orlando now. And so I went in really on the persona of just being the theme park guy. We're constantly sharing stuff about Disney and what's going on in Orlando. And, and through that, that's actually kind of how I found my voice with content um, on YouTube was just sort of like being the digital, like the actual digital mayor talking about like the news, what's coming, the developments, uh, a little bit of like the moving to and living in videos, but more so like you come to me for a resource on all things Orlando. And so um, that's, that's actually changed my life. That's changed our business in a, in a really big way. Yeah. That's, um, that was super smart because, or I mean, not every city or like, you can't always do that. Um, like Orlando is super searchable. So right. like for you to get on it that kind of early on when not a lot of people were doing it, you're like the go-to now. I mean, Toronto is kind of searchable, but if you're in like, you know, Detroit isn't very, people aren't just like YouTubing, you know, <laughs> things to do in Detroit. <laughs> Five you know, reasons just they to move to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, they're not really doing that, right? I mean, yeah. I'm sure Detroit has some great places, but like 
Orlando, like I told you, I'm going to Orlando on, on uh, Saturday. And like, we would just Google like, yeah, what's like best things to do in Orlando. And it, if you pop up now, you're like subconsciously, if we were to ever buy like an investment property or something like that, like you're the person because you're yeah. like the originator of the content. And there's, yeah. there's something to be said about being first or early. I really do believe that. Yeah. And then from there, it's just the consistency because there's lots of guys, a lot of, a lot of agents here jumping on the YouTube bandwagon and they'll try that for a while. And they typically give up after four or five videos that flop. And that was just my, I don't know when I, when I moved here, it was like, I'm going to do a hundred videos in a hundred days. They're going to suck. I'm going to edit them myself and just see what happens. And then one of them popped off, you know, got 140,000 views on YouTube. And I was like, started getting calls like, okay, it's worth, it's worth pushing through and figuring this out. And so it's been uh, it's been a cool ride. What was that video that popped off? The top 10 things you didn't know about Celebration Florida, which if you're a Disney fan at all, like Disney created this town, like this utopia town where everything is like they're they, they're still they still have a, a, a seat on the board. Disney does of the homeowners association. So if you want to paint your door a color, it, this is what it's got to look like. Um, and, and so I did a video about that and like the homeowners association costs, like what goes on in the neighborhood. And for whatever reason, that one did really well. And so I, I immediately like pivoted from builder tours to more so like the moving to living in videos. And then now over the past 18 months, it's kind of transitioned to a little bit more like all encompassing Orlando. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a, a transition. What is it? What does it look like? Cause obviously you don't just post a video and then people are like, I want to use you. And then they just come knocking on your door. How does that nurturing process, like, what does that look like? Once you post a video, someone reaches out, what, what happens next? Yeah. So we've got an ISA team. Um, we've got two people that are in-house ISAs that know the area really well. And so, um, they, they, they book an appointment to figure out like a mini buyer consult. So, okay, you're moving to Orlando. Are you buying an Airbnb? Are you buying an investment? Are you moving here for work? Are you retiring here? What is it? They dive in a little bit more about their backstory. And then through that, they're like, you know who I think Ken would want you to work with is Brianna because Brianna is our Airbnb queen. You're going to love working with her. When's the best time for her to reach out? And so our call to action, essentially, like we want to be your real estate resource of choice. If you're looking to buy or sell, email me at info at posicgroup.com. And so that email is set up specifically for YouTube. So if it comes in at all, we know that that's a YouTube lead. And so currently like year to date, uh, 39% of our business comes directly from YouTube. Jesus. And, you're and, uh, and then everything else becomes easier too, like sphere stuff, agent referrals, like it's, they're all reaching out because of that content as well. So it's a good place to pivot. That email, are you plugging that within your video or is that a link in description type of thing? Both. Yep. Okay. How often are you, are you plugging your, your contact info throughout your videos? Just once at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, I do, I've been early on, like I just put a video out on last Tuesday. It popped off pretty well. Like what they wish they knew before moving to Orlando and that one did really well. Mm -hmm. And so like I do the hook. And then after like a little bit of B-roll, I'm like, Hey, by the way, I'm putting out a, uh, videos just like this every single week, you know, hit the subscribe button. So that's my first call to action. And at the end, I'm like, Hey, if you got any value out of this at all, my team and I would love to be your real estate resource of choice, whether that's today or two years in the future, reach out. Right. So we're just trying to build a pipeline. And so, um, yeah, like six months ago when the market was red, red hot, we were getting 350 to 450 leads a month from YouTube. Yeah. Like yeah. this is, I mean, and I'm, we're i'm bad at this too like youtube seems to be the place for like lead capturing more than any yeah. other platform um especially that kind of like in town 
like move here type content. Do you ever do content that's just like, um, not that your content's not fun, Ken, but like fun, just like <laughs> nothing really to do with uh, real estate, like just like a Disney theme park thing? Yeah, so I like feel that. like... YouTube like pigeonholes you into who you are, what you do. So like I've tried to do like a day in the life going to Disney and I've tried to do like different stuff like that, but I'm not like a Disney YouTuber. And so there's other people here. Like there's this guy, Tim Tracker, he's got a million subs and all he does is theme park content. Right. But I think if he put out a, a real estate walkthrough, it would probably not do the greatest. Right. Cause YouTube plugs you in the, or puts you in that corner. So I don't like, I don't do the lip syncing. I, I wish I was cool like that, like you guys are, but that's I'm not, not cool. I'm just hey, like, hey, 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 I don't know. Don't, do don't put me in the lip syncing. Cool, I don't, but that's not cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't do the, lip I don't do the parodies, the parodies, whatever, you know, I, I, that's just not my vibe, but, um, look, yeah, you, what you're doing, I mean, getting 40% of your business, 30,000 subscribers on YouTube, $230 million a year. I don't think you need to lip sync to some Kesha <laughs> song, right? Man? That was just <laughs> no, a horrible no, reference from 2019. But yeah. the the thing with YouTube, like when everyone says like, oh, this, you know, unlocked a new business for me. Is it because that trust that people feel with you because of long form? Because right now we're all, all we're talking about is short form and how important that is. But when they see you on screen for 20 minutes talking about the coolest neighborhoods, or as you said, the fire neighborhoods in one of your YouTube videos, because <laughs> you were trying to be cool or you're trying your, to be cool. Yeah. Your uh, partner corrected you. Um is it because of that trust that they get where it's like, I feel like I know this person even more because I just experienced 10, 20 minutes with them. Yeah, for sure. So we don't have to do like the 10 days of pain or like, you know, we're not, What's we're that? not grinding after these leads. Yeah. Like we're like, you know, before it, it was like pay-per-click leads and you're, you're call texting and emailing them and, you know, bothering the shit out of them until they finally respond. Um, we're allowed to swear on this, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So 10 days of pain, that was like a big thing. So now it's like, they're reaching out to us. Like, please, we want to work with you. How do we get in your schedule? How do we, you know, please. Right. So it's, it's a way more warm follow up. And yeah. then from there, it's like, you know, we, we do push people over to Instagram and TikTok. I mean, I'm not, I'm terrible on TikTok, but my Instagram, as soon as I started mentioning it on my YouTube channel, like, Hey, by the way, if you want daily insights into like life in Orlando, follow me over on Instagram. I went from like 1400 followers last year to like 9,500 today. And it was just really from that. And so a lot of the time the funnel becomes, they find me on YouTube, they follow me on Instagram and then DM, DM me on Instagram. Like, Hey, so we've been following you for the past two years. My husband and I were coming to town this weekend. We'd love to meet with somebody on your team. And so that typically that that's, it's either email or DMS on Instagram is where we get the majority of our leads. Yeah. Well, you're going to go from 9,500 to 95,000 after this interview. Oh, I believe the top real estate podcast in the world. Ken, I feel like you're just um, very warm though. Like Eric, I don't think we have that quality, honestly. And I'm (laughs) I'm being serious here. We're not like, you're very like when I watch you on video and this is, I'm, I'm not like being sarcastic. There's a warm quality to you that makes me trust you. I, I honestly don't think Eric and I have that. Like we do the funny shit and that's, that's great. But it I doesn't certainly like, don't have that. It doesn't there's no, there's no warmth radiating, radiating no. off of me. But I, I, translate. I agree. Like but, yeah. it's, it's professional and it's calming. The way you talk is, is very common. You watch the video. It's like, oh, I trust this guy. He's articulate. He knows how to talk about these neighborhoods. He knows what he's talking about. And the video production also is incredible too. So your video in itself is like a pitch for how their listing video could be because they already see that you're good on camera, that you know how to edit. They see your team, they see your hooks, like they know that you're a marketing expert. So it's not just like the person, it's also the yeah. the process in place. So 
Now, Congrats, was there, Thanks, well, <laughs> was there like a trial and error in terms of like how you wanted, uh, like your presence, um, and how you wanted like your dialogue to sound and things like that? Because if you look at like a Brad McCallum, he's very like, um, jumps enthusiastic kind of. yeah, and yeah. jumps and kind of sporadic was, did you put any thought into that or you just kind of sat in front of the camera? Um, did you ever rewatch stuff and think, ah, I could, you know, maybe I could put a little bit more in here or anything like that? Yeah, it's, I think it's, for me, it's been the cadence trying to figure out what, what I enjoy and then also analyzing and proving like Daryl Eves is kind of my YouTube guru that I follow. And he's just constantly like, every time you're putting out a piece of content, going back and analyzing, improving, figuring out the watch time, where were the people actually scrubbing back to watch more video. And, and, and for me, so figuring out the editing, working with my editor really hand in hand of like, here's why I think that, you know, we can't let 30 seconds go by without a screen change. Like it seems to be like every two or three seconds, something's popping different. And so to get that, so it's been a, a work in progress. I, I still feel like we've got a long way to go. Um, but, but yeah, it's just a constant never ending improvement. And then also trying to shoot content that I enjoy. Like I, like, I know I'm, I'm like making fun of him a little bit, but I love the guy like Bob Tompkins, like can do parodies really well. Like that's just not my vibe. Brad McCallum is re remarkable. I try to do tours like him and I just, it doesn't feel right to me. I feel super awkward and, and you can tell on screen that I feel awkward. Uh, whereas like I can sit in front of this camera or I can walk around town and just kind of like tell the news or like tell, go through our outline and feel really, really comfortable. And I think, I think everybody needs to lean into whatever that is. Uh, for them. And because, you know, I'm not going to be Brad, I'm not going to be Bob and, and that's okay. I feel like you and Neil Dingra should be, should be on the Calm app. You know that Calm app? <laughs> I do know the Calm app, yes. <laughs> you guys have, like, I feel like you can just talk about like mortgage rates and I'll fall asleep. <laughs> that's, that's, is that good that's, or bad? Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> well, yeah, I, thanks, buddy. I, well, no, I just mean like, I just mean <laughs> oh, no, like. I know what you mean. He meant that in an endearing a way. Yeah, in no, a yeah, very yeah. endearing way. Yeah, yeah sure. Assholes. Um, <laughs> but it would be a funny skit though, actually, if you did like real realtor meditation see yeah, that's something tips. you could probably pull off that's right <laughs> talking about interest rates and lulling people to sleep that is a, that's a good product right there <laughs> let me know if you guys need content yeah yeah um, for sure so also not just the videos what are you doing tactically with titles and thumbnails because obviously if it's location specific you can do very searchable things like five reasons you should move to orlando stuff like that but how are you coming up with these thumbnails and yeah. How are you coming up with the thumbnails? <laughs> we'll, we'll edit well, that so exactly the question sounds better. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So I think uh, two things with, with titles and thumbnails. I think with, with thumbnails, people overload titles way too much. They're trying to just basically take their entire title and make it fit on a thumbnail. So I think that's, for me, I'm trying to put one to three words max and then have something to where that's going to tell the story of what that's going to be. But titles, I finally... I don't know if I've cracked it like wide open, but way different. I feel many, many agents focus on too much on SEO. So it's like their, their title is moving to Orlando. It, like, okay, there's a million agents doing that. Are you going to rank? Probably not. Um, instead, like I put this video out last week, what they wish they knew before moving to Orlando. That's like a very, like, you know, when you're scrolling through a website and it's like you see, so sort of like a, a news headline from Forbes or something else that you're going to want to click on. That's what more agents should be focused in on is like coming up with titles that seem like they read like news headlines more so than stuffing an SEO specific kind of term. What is your, um, what is the process of making a video look like? Like when I do like a bigger production on my videos, like everything's scripted out, storyboarded, stuff like that. Do you have kind of a, uh, an outline you follow? Like, okay, we need to hit them here in the first 10 seconds to keep them. And then like, just kind of, yeah, like that outline that's, um, 
goes through? Like, is there a common theme through all your videos, would you say? Yeah, I've got, so I, I do two buckets. One is going to be like the moving to living in kind of buckets where we, we dissect a neighborhood or an area or who would want to live there, price points, architecture, that kind of thing. And then we have like a coming soon to Orlando bucket that we talk about. So here's the developments coming to the area. Here's um, stuff you might not know uh, unless you did hours of research, which I do. And so those are the two buckets that we hit pretty consistently. And so if it's like a moving to living in area, I've got, I outline it. We don't script anything. Uh, it's really just more like intro with the hook, four or five points, outro with the call to action. And that's pretty much every video on that side. On the coming soon piece, I'm just trying to keep it really poppy, super B-roll heavy to kind of keep their attention uh, with hooks along the way. And so for me, I think if agents did a ton more research up front, they would be way more comfortable in front of their camera. And that's what you really get caught up in. Like when you see that red light pop on and you're like stumbling over your words because you're not well researched. And so... Um, that's the way we go about it. What's an example of a hook along the way throughout the video? Um, so throughout the video, it would be the subscribe or the, or the call to action at the end. But early on, it's just like, you know, today we're going to call up the five mistakes people make before moving to Orlando. Like, you know, stay tuned. Um, so something like that early on with the hook, super easy to come up with. Um, but then throughout, it's, it's trying to interweave like the subscribe piece. Like, hey, you know what? If you've enjoyed this video... I'm putting out stuff like this every single week. So make sure you hit the subscribe button and like it before you leave. That would help out. And then you just kind of roll right into the next thought instead of what I think, you know, instead of it seeming like a commercial, like try to do your best to make it seem like part of the video and people won't click off that way. If you're listening to this podcast, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and throw this video a like <laughs> because that will help the algorithm for God's sake, please. And yeah. I, I've found this extremely effective. I'm trying to be way more cognizant about it in these podcasts. And then also I'm coming out with these marketing Monday videos where I'll spew some, uh, not spew. Well, I'll come up with some stuff about, some you know, fire, Instagram strategy, fire, fire it off. Fire. And yeah, right. at the end, and even at the beginning now, I'm saying like, you know, if this is a topic that interests you, make sure you throw this video like, it lets me know that you enjoy these videos. And my like ratio has gone up significantly. Like I think I got a hundred likes on the last video with only a thousand views. So that's pretty good that people are doing that. You really have to give that call to action consistently throughout the video. And another thing I notice you do in your videos is right after you say like, you know, the five reasons you do say, make sure you stick to the end because, and so that, that hook right there, that verbal hook, it's like, okay, there's going to be a treat at the end, or there's a reason I have to stay through the entire video because it's that retention. That's very important for the algorithm and for you know, your, your growth, right? Yeah. Your average view duration matters a ton. And like, so everybody's asked like, what's a good click through rate? What's a good average view duration? And I think it's, it's you versus you on YouTube. So it's literally like, if I got 6% last week, how do I get to seven? Like, what, what can I do to tweak this to get a little bit more engagement, a little bit longer view duration. And so figuring out like, you know, the adding B-roll over you talking. So that way there's a visual representation of what you're talking about and people are going to want to watch longer. So all those things you kind of figure out along the way, but yeah, you nailed it. Like, you know, actually just asking matters a lot. And I think, I don't know, like I grew up listening to like NPR and like all these other things with my, with my parents in the car. And I remember like when they, when they would add in advertisements along the way, they would tell a story about their life. And it was like, you know, I was out, I was out canoeing with the kids and, um, towards the end, you know, my back was really hurting. And the thing I grabbed for was a leave. Right. And it wasn't just like, Hey, let's stop everything right now and talk about this leaf, like, you know, this pain reliever, it was like weaving in a story. And so I think the more you can do that sort of stuff, um, the more it just seems natural and people want to reach out as, as agents. <laughs> this is a good, uh, good, uh, section for our boomtown ad. To I was come just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> boomtown it's, ad it's exactly. Now. 
Matt, what kind of things stand the test of time? Beats me, Eric. Well, I, I got a list for you right here. Twinkies, J-Lo, Ben Affleck, Diamonds, The right. Beatles. Never well, you could all. add your real estate success to that list when you partner with Boomtown, the number one user rated real estate CRM in the game. Boomtown was built to drive sustainable long-term success, Eric, no matter yeah. the market. So if you're ready to put your best foot forward and build a real estate business that can stand the test of time, visit boomtownroi.com slash overask. Plus, see how you can score $750 in free digital advertising now. Now that's boomtownroi.com slash overask. They would not to do an ad. Um, Are you an agent looking for more leads? Boomtown yes. helps out with... <laughs> Exactly. That's number one rated CRM, fifty-five thousand yeah. plus agents. Yes, yes. Um, they can't all be Ken, wrong. 20, 20 agents on the team. What yeah. do you What are you looking for? Um, are they all like? Do they have to be video heavy? Um, is your team still door knocking and cold calling and doing open houses, or have you kind of is that gone? Are they? Do they all need to be on video? Is there certain things that need to happen on your team, or or what does that look like? Yeah. So I, I tell my, my agents, like you guys don't have to be on YouTube because I'm on YouTube. And if we're all going after the same keywords and the same type, like right. it, it's not really going to make a lot of sense. I use it as an incentive for agents that are doing well to put their face on camera. So, um, that's one, two, I, I use some agents on the team on camera because I want people to know I have a team and it's not just me. And so they feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, like I did a video with one of my agents out in the villages. She lives way out there. Like I didn't want to service that area. It's like an hour from my house and it's a retirement community. It's not like my niche, but she wanted to. So I'm like, oh, okay, let, I'll bring you on. We'll talk about the villages and we blow it up. We got like a quarter million views on that video and she's getting leads all the time. So I use it as an incentive. I do have them on Instagram all the time. I'm like, go document, don't create. You don't have to be some real, like real broker, but like real master, like just go out there, follow your clients, follow your sphere, you know, start growing a little bit organically and then just show who you are on stories all the time and you'll convert. And that's worked really well for them. Um, so three months ago, four months ago, when the market was still like white hot, they had way more leads than they ever needed. They were getting, you know, they were just inundated. Their follow-up was terrible because it was just like this flood. Now things have pulled back. And so we're having to get back to basics on open houses every weekend and long-term nurtures and, you know, getting better with scripts and all that sort of thing. So we definitely have seen a massive curve over the past two, three months. Yeah. What are you teaching them right now? The, those agents that just got into business a couple of years ago that haven't experienced something like that. Like, what are you really focusing on in terms of the, their lead gen? So I'm kind of doing this care and candor campaign with my team, which is just like one week I'm hitting them in the face with how tough this is going to be. And if they don't get the, get it together, they're going to miss out. And then the other piece is just like, you know, building them up, building up their mindset and just you know, making sure that they know that they've got the tools and the team that's going to allow them to succeed. And so literally we just, we, every other week I, I oscillate on like hitting them in the face or, you know, patting them on the back. And so trying to offer like more opportunities for role play and just make sure that that becomes our culture is like really great follow up and having like, you know, today we, we nailed on uh, our CRM, just does every single lead have a next task follow up? Are you doing that with every single lead? Because before you could have just waited. We had so many leads coming in that it was like, even if you don't prospect, someone's going to call you today to go buy a house. 
And so now you actually have to have the skills for follow-up. And so I'm like, do you want to be a statistic and fall out or do you want to win? And I, I choose to win. And so whether that's with you or somebody else, we're going to. And so just trying to build up that strong mindset is where we're at. What sort of content are you telling them to create during the shift? Because you know there was this kind of gold rush of humorous content from 2020, basically through the beginning of 2022 of the TikTok dances, the points, the humor content where everyone was just like, this is so easy right now. I could literally just sit in my room with a ring light on, point at stuff <laughs> and get leads coming out the ass. So are you telling them to be a little bit more serious? Don't make fun of the clients, you know, talk about what's actually happening in the market and educate more. Is that kind of your direction? Yeah, that's exactly right. So it's, and it's a little bit of that. And then again, like the, we talk about, Hey, go show who you are as a person. If you're just only talking about real estate, nobody's going to want to follow you. So go talk about you at the, at the parks at Disney with you at the soccer field with your kids. And then also running off to go show houses and how you're having success with people that, you know, had to do $75,000 over asking and wave appraisals and all this other garbage. Now we can actually negotiate with a seller and get a, a you know, two one buy down with the lender or whatever it might be. Um, so show off your successes more than anything. And we just never complain. So the whole piece around like the market's down or this, you know, market's actually not down, which is crazy. Units have fallen, but the freaking average sales price here keeps going up. So it's a very weird thing. So making sure that you're the confident concierge is what we talk about, that you're actually telling them real facts and real stats based on your clients. And and that's been really winning over a lot of people. Yeah. So they're not just saying, uh, date the rate, marry the house. I hate that stuff. Yeah. That's yeah, not our vibe. That's, yeah. I've, I've heard it 7,000 times in, in three days. Yeah. And people are serious. Actually, that's the new line. They believe that's it. the new line. Yeah. yeah. I was around in 07 when like the market, they were like, Oh, one year interest only mortgage. That's totally fine. I mean, a year's forever. Right. And then all of a sudden it, it inflates and they lose their house. Like I don't want to be that agent that they call yeah. that all of a sudden they're upside down and screwed. So yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. No, thank God. I will say though, doing the content like I do and Eric and I talk about this a lot. Like we do the funny content and it's almost hard to stand out with the funny content now because everyone jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. But when you throw when you pepper in things that aren't you don't normally do, like I posted a picture of like me, my wife, and my dog yesterday, and through the roof. Just like the 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 comedy content is gonna do what it's gonna do at this point. People come to my page because they know what they're gonna get. But when you sprinkle in something that may be a little more serious or family or something like that, it really does like I found like has a huge jump. So, I mean, yeah. with your agents doing like, you know, being serious and then like, but bringing in that, like their hobbies and actually showing that they're a real person. I think that's what actually like the knowledge is great, but then the, I feel like the personality solidifies it all. Yeah. hundred percent. Let me ask you guys something I, I, that now I've got now that you're on my show. Yeah. Um, Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> uh, does it does it ever? I mean, being funny and being like, okay, be funny. I mean, you guys are naturally hilarious people. Like, I've got to hang out with Eric, and just you're just you're a funny dude. But like, does that ever weigh on you? Like, I, I gotta go be funny now because the content and the algorithm. Yeah, you got to put your clown nose on every single day. It's weighing on me right now. I've haven't posted anything yet. I have no idea what to post. I can't think of anything. I've posted forty two thousand now forty two hundred times, and I'm running out of material and jokes. So yes, there is a huge pressure, especially just running like a media brand where it's like, I got to post a couple feed posts today. I got to post stories. I got to keep this machine going. And yeah, well, what about it, in person though? He, in he person, I'm like, funny just naturally, Matt. That's not something. No, I no, I, no I, I, meant on, I meant online. I don't, oh, I don't, you meant yeah. Online? yeah, he meant online. 
I mean, I, I'm not You're... like walking around doing like stand up routines, just you know, on oh, the sidewalk or anything like that. That's or what I do. That's conferences. what I'm doing after this. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to a local Remax and doing it. Um, no, <laughs> easy, easy fodder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of see that. I mean, there's some people who come up to me in person, and they're like, like seriously, they're like, say something funny. I'm like, <laughs> fuck off, the hell. Um, but I think we've done a pretty good job now with the podcast like to show like different sides of us, Eric. Yeah. Um, that we don't always like it's, it's fun and funny and people like when we're funny, but there's also different sides. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like it's alleviated some of the, uh, some of that. For I me think, at least. Yeah. hundred percent. I think, yeah. Broke agent media, this podcast and getting into the marketing weeds. Like that's what I love about this. I love getting more emails. I love getting more YouTube subscribers. I love hearing from experts like you about like what to do with the thumbnail, what to say throughout the video. That stuff interests me so much more now than getting comments and crying emojis on a clear to close meme or something like that. Like that was fulfilling for the last seven years. And I still want to continue that because I think it's necessary for the brand and it's fun for the industry to have, you know, a, a daily joke or escape for people to laugh at. But I think it's this stuff that I care so much more about because this is how you're going to build a business. Like, you, you know, just yeah. throwing up a meme every single day is, is not necessarily going to build anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's so it's many definitely... things outside of, of our, uh, our industry that like for so long, it was like, go buy Zillow or realtor.com and call your sphere. Like that was it. And then all of a sudden social media and like, oh, there's like the whole newsletter business side of, of like the like business, right. Um, that we've brought into our, our team. That's completely changed what we do as well. Like our sphere businesses through the roof. Um, but like looking outside of the industry as well and bringing that back to real estate and just kind of like testing it. That's, that's what we love right now. Like yeah. we have a whole testing budget, right. And I'm sure you guys are doing something similar with all the content that you're putting out. It's Tell us about, impressive. about your, your newsletter and how you're getting more subscribers and what you're sending out. Yeah. So we've been doing uh we, we created a, a newsletter called the Orlando reel and it's essentially theme parks, real estate and life in Orlando. So I've got two people um, that are, they're not on staff, they're contract, contract people, but we're putting out like six or seven articles a week and we're putting out some reels and video behind it. And so, um, it's literally October 1st is our, was our one year anniversary. We got 18,000 people on the newsletter and we get like a crazy open rate, like 39, 30, 38, 37% at, at year to date. And so our click-through rate's amazing. And, and then really it's like just sponsored by the Posit group. So down below, looking to buy or sell, click here. And so we can click through and, and watch how that goes. But it's been a lot of fun just kind of building out a whole new set, subset, like a morning brew, or it's, there's so many other big newsletter companies now. Um, and just kind of taking their template and bringing that over to real estate and just trying to figure it out. But uh, through that, our, I mean, our, our past clients' referrals are way up. Our sphere referrals are way up agent referrals, all that kind of stuff. So being consistent and be able to take all that stuff from YouTube and Instagram and bringing that back into the email box gives you like a digital asset that you own, like that list, right? Like I'm not telling you guys anything new, but I think many agents, like they're borrowing other people's clients. Like when you go buy a Zillow lead, you're borrowing that client until it becomes yours. Like you're paying a huge number. Whereas if you build an asset through YouTube subscribers or your email newsletter, like you actually have a business you can actually do something with. Yeah, you do own your email list, you know, besides like hosting it on MailChimp or something like that. But if you lose your Instagram or your YouTube channel or your Twitter or something like that, like then that's gone. Your, your email list is something that you could control. So when you said you're putting out those articles, are you writing those articles or having them curated or how, how does, what's the process like for that? 
Yeah, so I'm writing one of those seven articles a week and the other ones are done by somebody else. And so okay. I'm usually talking about real estate and then the other ones are talking about new area development or theme park, something or another. So Disney changed this, Universal changed that. Um, so yeah, just trying to be that like all in resource for people, whether they live here or not. How did you get 18,000 in a year? That pisses me off actually. <laughs> Part of it was just the call, the call to action from YouTube. Like it was every once in a while sprinkling it in. We've also put it in the description down below. And then from there, like organically, we're getting a lot of Google SEO. Like people are finding us from, if they type in like what Disney's doing about this new ride or what, you know, this new neighborhood that's popping up. We're really focusing in on like builder, builder content right now. And so, um, yeah, a lot of organic with the pop-up. Every time you visit our website, it pops up and asks you to, to sign up. Yeah. I'm t- I'm telling you, Eric, we've heard it over and over again now with this, with this YouTube channel. We need, what do to- you think we're doing with Bam? We're I'm, well, I'm working on it. You got to do yours. This is, this is your call to action. I not, this. you didn't even hear what I was going <laughs> to okay. say. Okay. You didn't hear what I was going to say. You psycho. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm, I'm trying American to help man. psycho over here. Yeah, no. Um, you guys channel's growing pretty fast though. Halloween. Yeah, it is growing fast, but I still feel like we should be, cause like you said earlier, the YouTube algorithm kind of knows what, like they, they pigeonhole you into something. And I feel like our shows could be even bigger, even though they're all the biggest shows in real estate, they could be bigger if they, you know, if we got them all on separate channels. Yeah. I mean, that's something where that's something where it's hard. Like how do you, transition there. yeah i mean i, I, I think, think you, guys, is... you guys had sore hands sorry go ahead uh no you go ahead you're the guest oh i was gonna say you guys had sore hands content director on right and he was talking about how sore hands split the channels off because yes. the tours and the personal development wasn't really gelling together and so yeah eventually yeah. i feel like you got to get to a place where you, you make a decision on which direction you want to take that channel and go and all in we're gonna have to eat the shit well, Matt's coming out with a, a new show called Cold Calls uh, this October, and that one's going to start on its own channel. So we'll yeah. definitely monitor the growth of that. But I think, you know, initially we like we want the Broke Agent Media YouTube channel to be a hub for real estate education and entertainment where there's something every single day. So if you want to get the Byron Lazine podcast, you're still going to that channel. If you want to get the walkthrough and get the real estate news over ask, you want to get vlogs. Like I want it to be kind of like we've used this example a million times, but the bar stool kind of over umbrella of this all, but we'll see. I I think, I think having cold calls on its own channel and seeing that growth, I bet it's going to go really quickly. And you know, that's going to be the audience that wants to see cold calls because if you see over ask and then maybe you don't like the walkthrough and then you get fed the walkthrough, then you're telling YouTube, you don't want to come back to the channel. So then you might not see the next over ask. So that I, I agree, Matt. I think, Right now we're, we're focusing on building it and then we, we might have to break them up, yeah. but the, having them all on the channel is like one of those, those eight person rowers. If one person <laughs> fucking doesn't carry their weight, yeah, the whole, yeah. the whole thing goes down. You That's lose. true. I mean, if a, if a video really underperforms or someone really doesn't like a, a specific episode or something like that, it could definitely damage the rest of the channel. Um, one more thing about the email newsletter, because I'm also obsessed with growing these and how we're doing it with BAM is we're doing eBooks and I'm doing webinars and trying to get emails from people by like speaking at brokerages and stuff. And I feel like there's so much work to do to get these emails of other agents. It sounds like you're getting a lot from YouTube. Is there anything else that you're doing on other social media platforms? Are you 
putting them on your Instagram stories, Facebook? Like how, how else are you getting these subscribers? Uh, specifically for the newsletter, it's, yeah. it's really, so we've got two now we've broke out one, it's called the content lab. That's specifically for agents. Um, and that's really become like, every time I go speak somewhere, I'm like, Hey, listen, I'm not charging you to speak at this, this thing or whatever, but I need the list of the attendees. And so, Hey, here's a hundred to 300 people. And that's growing pretty quick. And I'm just strictly doing that for agent referrals in Orlando. Like I just want to people know me synonymously on the Orlando real side. It's just, yeah. So it's a little bit of our, like, um, if you go to the Orlando real on Instagram, like we're pushing everybody back to a link tree and then every article that they read it's asking them to subscribe subscribe so that's been really good for us and then um, we haven't run any ads behind it yet like we we're there like we need to start working through either outsourcing it or figuring out how to run ads behind it but right now it's just all been organic that's what you got to do eric when you go speak that's yeah genius yeah we're going to try to do like mls boards and more brokerages and stuff like that like just over zoom and teach people instagram and stuff just to get you know, 200, 300 emails at a time, because these, these lead pages that we're doing with the eBooks are unbelievably time consuming. They're 10, 14 pages. There's graphics throughout, like they take weeks to write and edit and formulate. And I think it's great because we're giving them this value and Mm -hmm. they're, you know, giving up their email to get this incredible resource, but that's so time consuming to get a thousand, 2000 emails when we should be mentioning it more on our YouTube, like, you know, hit the link in the description now join our newsletter. So do that actually. Yeah. And on the website, I'm sure you've got it somewhere, but I would have it pop up a few different times, like whether it's in the body of the actual email or on the sides or, you know, there's definitely ways to do it. Um, yeah, like through COVID I was, I was talking like to different brokerages and teams like every day. And, and I eventually I was like, why am I doing this a for free and B like with no follow up afterwards? Like they come hear me speak and then I have no way to reach out to them. So that became kind of our, our standard. Yeah, it's smart. Get in the list. That is smart. Although when I speak, I take that money, you know? <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. I'm joking. Um, well, I do. I don't, ha- I don't have that Matt, that Matt money, man. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Matt and Eric money. Yeah. 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 It's a, uh, it's good, eh, Eric? You guys are getting paid for this? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm flying around the country just giving Instagram <laughs> tips away for free, man. Yeah, he's, right. he's actually, he's flying around. He's not even doing the Zoom. Eric's flying out for it free. costs me money every time I open my <laughs> mouth, basically. Everything I do costs an insane amount of money. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, but you gotta, like, they, like they've said forever, you gotta spend money to make money. Yep. That's Anyways, Ken, <laughs> before we, uh, no, it'd be funny if I, if we take a clip and I, I keep calling you Ben and you go to Ken <laughs> and I'll be like, uh, yeah, whatever. So you are just I naturally I should have just did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, we've asked this to a lot of people. We've had a lot of real agents here now mm-hmm. and we can't, I mean, it's good brokerage, no doubt, but it just seems like every person is going to real and Eric and I can't put our finger on it here. No one's gave it, given us a valid answer on why you switched your thriving businesses and went to real. So Ken, let's see if you can do this. Yeah. So I think eventually you get to a place, everybody does it differently, but you want to be part of something that's growing. And I think that a lot of like the entrepreneurial, especially content driven people, like we want to grow something, right? I feel like EXP, the, the ship is way sailed. KW, I hit a ceiling and it was, um, you know, talking to a lot of leadership there of like what my next opportunity was. And there just wasn't anything that was exciting. Like, I don't want to go mar- buy a market center and make 10 grand a year. Like that's not at all appealing to me. So instead you get to join real 
partner with a bunch of people that I enjoy. We all kind of like same mindset with a really big opportunity in front of us. And so I think that if we grow it the right way, it could be yeah something we look back five, 10 years from now and be really proud of. So that, that's the reason I moved over. Are you doing anything? Go ahead. Go for it, Eric. Are you doing anything to recruit other agents like actively? Are you throwing up a link in your story? Are you saying, hey, come join my team? Or is it really all just attraction from your content and from your success? Because we just had Cassidy on and and he's doing, you know, Instagram lives with other agents and basically just having a conversation about why they I think you were on one also about why Mm -hmm. you switched from Keller Williams to real. So is there is, is that becoming a part of your business? Because now there's this new you know, income strategy here that you could get like yeah. the, the downlines people get from these, as we said in the last episode are bananas. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll be quite frank. So I mean, I moved over, I have not made one recruiting call ever before I moved over. I, I did like, you know, this whole thing where if you've had this call from me and, or any other real agent, you know, what's coming, but it's like, Hey, I'm thinking about making this move and I want you to tell me if I'm crazy or not. And so you have that kind of prep call and, and literally I was making those calls to figure out like, am I, is this so dumb for me to leave Keller Williams after 12 years and move to this kind of like newer brokerage for the opportunity of something in the future? And most of them are like, no, I totally see that. So I've been here for three months. I've got 84 people in my network. I'm making anywhere between five to $7,000 a month already. And it's, you know, pretty early. And, and so I see that to where you've got other guys making significantly more than that already after being there a year or so. And, and the cool thing is like, it's an actual community. Like we've got text threads going with a ton of us back and forth on content, hiring, what are you doing for the shift? Like all that. It feels very much so like a community that I've been looking for. So to me, it's an easy sell. Eric. Matt, uh, did I do better? Did I do better? That was yeah, great. Yeah, Matt, we got to start getting okay. referrals from the real brokerage at this point. I mean, we've had like 20%, not 20% of them on, but we've had so many real brokers on. And no, we've had all... like 77% of them on. I yeah, mean, it's, it's, like, insane. it's insane. There's only 10 no of us getting... anyways. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many are there? Yeah. 8,000? Uh, yeah, I think it's, so. it's, it's in the sevens at this point. I don't know the exact number, but yeah. Eric, I don't know why the hell you're not at real. Got to be broker agnostic when you're, when you're doing a media company. I know, but Ken just said he, he doesn't even do anything. They just literally see that he's there. Sure. Well, he doesn't do anything. Well, he's, he's not doing he anything even, in terms of just, recruiting. I love the way you're hit. Ken doesn't even do anything. Yeah, <laughs> that's the clip right there. But but he, he, in terms of recruiting, he's not like, hey guys, here's ten reasons why right. you should come to real. He's just being himself, literally yeah. just doing what he did. And now they're real's just just going to his bank every month and putting in seven, they, they go, hi, we'd like to deposit $7,000 in Ken's account today. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm over so, here flying to South Carolina to speak at a real base conference <laughs> to get 200 emails. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Ken, have you heard of the agency? I have. Yeah. We're legit too. You're legit too. Yeah. You. Yeah. And, we're you legit and... as well. I mean, I'm just saying. Legit as fuck. Yeah, we're legit as fuck. We're legit as they come. <laughs> Ken, you were talking about the EXP ship sailing. Now, the real ship has not yet sailed. They're about, they're not going to, they're about to, they're getting ready to, to sail and thrive, you know, not just sail away into the sunset. They're going to thrive. Out of real, who's one person you need on your sailing ship and who's one person you'd cut the tie and hope they stay on land? Oh, Jesus. Uh, specific names? Yes. Yeah, specific names. Yeah, specific yes. names. If you had to kick one person out of real, who would it be? And if you had to keep one person, who would it be? If I had to kick somebody out of out of real, and why is it Bob Tompkins? I don't know. Perfect. Um, there we go. That's what we wanted. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> he's nice. actually my sponsor. So no, I love the guy. Um, no, I mean, like I look at there's there's like culture keepers, like people that like really embody who real is. And I think that that's Brad McCallum. I think the guy is like when you talk to him, he's not salesy. He's just like yeah. a good old boy from Canada. So that's uh, that's somebody I'd have to keep. Yeah, same with me. Bob is your sponsor. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. What's he making? Fucking a lot of money, a month month off you. When I joined, when I joined, I texted him. I said, "Hey, so how does it feel to know that your kid's college fund's taken care of?" And he was yeah. like, "Pretty good." That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you should try and recruit Sirhan. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming to. He's coming to one real. Yeah, that'd be cool. Imagine that. Imagine you recruit someone like Sirhan, and, and you, you just, just have them in your downline. They just stop. You just and don't just, do anything ever chill. again. That's true. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> can can you give us our YouTube sign off? Like, can you give us a call to action and tell people what to do this podcast? I feel like you're good at that. So you've been listening to the Over Ask podcast. And if you haven't already, you should subscribe because we're putting out fire content every single week that's going to help you build your business and make more money. Hit the subscribe and like before you leave. We'll see you next week.